Welcome back to Kids Corner. I'm Jonathan Kidd along with Jeff Dulac. Jeff, how's it going today? It's going pretty well. You just got back from your vacation. I'm just hours from going on mine, so there's nothing to complain about right now. Kids Corner is presented by Hungry Howie's Dough Razor. Your next fundraiser comes with flavor crust. Go to doughraiser.com for more details. While I was off last week, I noticed Max Preps came out with the top 16 most dominant Michigan high school football teams since 2006. Yep. You found, you had the week off and you're the one that found this. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this is how Max Preps broke it down. 20 points for a state title, 10 for a state championship game appearance. Other points are based on where a team finished in the final Max Preps Michigan football computer rankings. For example, if a team finishes number one overall, it would receive 25 points. If it finished 25th overall, that team will only get one point. No points are awarded if the team did not finish in the top 25. Before we get to the 16 teams, Mm -hmm. do you like this process, how they did it? Uh, I, I like the idea behind it. It, it. it makes it very difficult to really give it an honest ranking because you're all you're def, you have to go off of Max Preps rankings, and we all have different rankings each year. You know, I know Tom Markowski puts out our own rankings, and I guarantee you that they differ from what Max Preps says, just because everybody has you know differences of opinion when it comes to rankings. But as far as the state title and state championship game appearance, that makes a lot of sense to me. You know, you know, you have to get some type of credit for making it to that point, winning it if you end up winning. Mm. I'm going to go from 16 to number one in in case you didn't see these rankings last week. Number 16 was Macomb, Dakota. Mm -hmm. Number 15 was Clarkston. 14 was Warren DeLaSalle. 13 was Detroit King. Number 12 was Ithaca. 11 was Muskegon Catholic Central. Number 10 was Grand Rapids West Catholic. 9 was Rockford. 8, Detroit Castec. 7, Zeeland West. 6, Birmingham Brother Ice, 5, East Grand Rapids, 4, Detroit Catholic Central, 3, Lowell, 2, Muskegon. The number one dominant team, according to Max Preps in the last 10 years, was Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Mm -hmm. Jeff, your thoughts on Orchard Lake St. Mary's being their number one top program? Uh, It's kind of hard to go, you know, away from St. Mary's in that regard because when you look at it, this is over the course of the last decade, and St. Mary's has pretty much made a new home for themselves at Ford Field, whether it's the Catholic League final or the Division Three final. They've, they've made eight appearances. They've won four titles. You know, George Porras just had a, a machine going for the better part of the last 20 years, but really if, since we're narrowing it down to the last 10 years, you really can't go wrong with St. Mary's. I mean, eight out of 10 or eight out of 11 championship game appearances, I mean, it speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. We were talking before we went on mm-hmm. that – Someone should be above Orchard Lake St. Mary's, and that team is? Uh, I tend to lean towards East Grand Rapids. I know we're talking about year by year, but I, I just look at East Grand Rapids. Uh, the su- success that they had, you know, probably five years ago and before that, you know, they, they were just on a massive run, and maybe it's a little bit tainted because before that 2006 barrier, you know, where they cut it off there, East Grand Rapids still had that dominant run. Maybe I'm overvaluing East Grand Rapids a little bit because of what they did before that. But, you know, you look at just the dominance that East Grand Rapids had about 10, 15 years ago, and it really went up until five years ago when they stopped making those, you know, regular appointments at Ford Field. Uh, East Grand Rapids, to me, was just that dominant team. If we're looking at a team that just, you know, exuded dominance year in and year out, it was East Grand Rapids in my eyes. Some of those teams had Calvin Grady mm-hmm. and Joe Glendenning as their running backs. That's right. And, like I said, they beat Orchard Lake St. Mary's. They have a case where they – 
should be could be number one. Yeah, they they really could. And you know, if we're talking about head to head, obviously that that has something to do with it. You know, because when we see what East Grand Rapids did head to head on the field with St. Mary's, you know, they they beat St. Mary's. St. Mary's finally got over that hump the, in 2011 and won that state title. They beat Mount Pleasant, but you know that I still remember that game. That was a game that St. Mary's wanted East Grand Rapids at Ford Field. That that was kind of what they wanted. That was really the year that St. Mary's was pointing towards was finally getting over that hump. But you look at what East Grand Rapids did. You know, starting in 2006, they beat Farmington Hills Harrison, a very good Harrison team at that, 42 to 17. You know that that's just. A dominant showing, and then you go the the following year, you know, just a, a five overtime thriller win over St. Mary's. They beat Inkster and Devon Gardner in two thousand eight. They beat them forty three twenty four. You know, then they beat St. Mary's back to back years in two thousand nine two thousand ten. Like you were saying, twenty four twenty one thirty five twenty seven. In that era, you know, you look at just how dominant East Grand Rapids was. That kind of spoke to itself. However, what I think puts St. Mary's over the top in this regard, you know, St. Mary's has been, you know, the dominant team this half of the last 10 years, you know, winning state titles. And the difference is when you look at that, East Grand Rapids isn't in the finals lately. It's been St. Mary's playing other teams other than East Grand Rapids, whereas East Grand Rapids was regularly playing St. Mary's. And also, too, on Orchard Lake St. Mary's, their schedule has been very tough the last 10 years, not only playing in the Catholic League Central Mm -hmm. Division that we always talk about, that, you know, Catholic League Central Division is the the toughest. It's the cream of the crop. It's it's the end-all, be-all of uh, high school conferences in Michigan. But they played Cast Tech in the regular season. They do go out of state. very true. They go to play in Indiana. They go play in in Ohio. Mm -hmm. So they have a strong case here for number one. Oh, they absolutely do. And and to be honest, you know, I've I've gone back and forth. And I probably, you know, just explaining myself a little bit here, I've kind of probably convinced myself back over to where, yeah, Orchard Lake St. Mary's is number one because you, the the consistency they've had, they've played these tough comp- this tough competition the regular season. And a lot of these St. Mary's teams, maybe not a lot of them, but a good number of them, have gotten into the playoffs at five and four because of that tough schedule. You know, and and that's a very misleading five and four record. You know, not many teams play the type of schedule that St. Mary's does. You know, I know some of the other Catholic League schools do. But that's a tough schedule, and for them to not only make the playoffs but then make a run to the final says a lot about you know the, the pedigree of that program at this point. And sticking with the Catholic League here, I notice on the list here they have four teams mm-hmm. in the top 16. We have St. Mary's, obviously, one. you got Detroit Catholic Central, two. Yep. Brother Rice, six. And the OSL, 14. It shows the Catholic League Central Division is toughest league in the state. Oh, absolutely. I mean... We put it out there because it's a matter of it's a good debate. You know, we have a lot of good conferences in the state of Michigan. You look, you look at the OK conference, you look at the the OAA. You there's there's several different conferences that have proven to be strong in the state of Michigan. But you know, this the Catholic League year in year out, you don't know who's going to make it there. You have a team like UD Jesuit, which is unfortunately kind of an afterthought when you're looking at football teams in the Catholic League because that's just how dominant those first four that we listed off are. It just it, that's just really the case. You know, UD Jesuit in years past has been on the on the doorstep of making it to the finals. You know, they almost upset King back in 2015. You know, but they're still a very solid football program. That's what I don't think that's something that people realize. But you look at just the dominance that the Catholic League has had because you have Catholic Central in Division One, Brother Rice and Warren De La Salle in Division Two, and St. Mary's in Division Three. Any of those other three teams could compete with Catholic Central in Division One. It's just kind of how the the enrollment breaks out into divisions and that's that speaks 
volumes about just how dominant the Catholic League is and is capable of being not only now but you know down the road. On the west side of the state, you have six in the top 11 from the OK Conference. What's the better football, the east <laughs> right. side or the west side football? The right. west side has their case Very here. much so. Yeah, you know, you look at the, you know, you just look at the west west side of the state, and there's a lot of the, it's, I, I couldn't even tell you how many divisions off the top of my head there in the OK, but it's just a very balanced conference. And, and in my opinion, you know, Catholic League is number one, and nobody's ever going to convince me otherwise, but OK is, the OK Conference is number two, you know. You know, the OAA can make their way into that conversation every now and then, depending on the year. You know, there are years that the OAA has the Clarkstons and the Lake Orions and Southfields and Rochester Adams, and when those teams are all going good, that's a very strong conference. But for me, it's Catholic League number one, OK Conference number two, and it's kind of what what shows in this list. You know, I, I see teams like East Grand Rapids and Lowell and Muskegon. You know, these are very good programs, and... and they're not always at Ford Field. Like St. Mary's has been there eight times since 06. But these are programs that have been there four, five, six times in that stretch. In your opinion, who's the best West Side team on this list? If you have to say, out of the, of, out of the <laughs> success of the last 10 years, easily you can say Muskegon. Lowell has his case. Yep. I'll, I'll stick with East Grand Rapids because of what they did the, at the earlier part of this this decade long run they've just had such a dominant run over the years however just to mix it up if i had to go with number i've talked plenty about east grand rapids already um but just to mix it up you look at a team like muskegon muskegon is a team that bounces between division two and division three and i don't i'm not making excuses i know coach shane fairfield wouldn't make excuses but this is a muskegon team that has gone through some buzz saws in recent years you know they went through uh, you know they have to get through lowell in Division Two to even make it to the Division Two final, and who do they see there? You know the Birmingham Brother Rice teams that pretty much put together a dynasty in a, in a span of three years, and now they're back in Division Three. And who are they going through? St. Mary's, who's in, who's going to be looking for, I believe, a fourth state championship in in a row this fall. You know that's a very tough place to be, and I think Muskegon has just been just super com- super competitive every single year, and you look at. Year in, year out, Shane Fairfield and that coaching staff just continue to pump out you know, high-level players year after year. And, it, and the one thing that you also look to is the quarterback play that that team has had, and that's why they got there. You know, Deshaun Thrower, when they were playing in Division Two, Deshaun Thrower, who went to play college basketball, led them to the finals then, and now we have Khalil Pimpleton, who just moved on, led them to the Division Three final last year, and then this year they have Ladarius Jefferson, who's very capable of doing it again. It's just, it's a machine. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to deep dive into this list a little more here on Kids Corner, presented by Hungry Howie's Dover. Fundraising should be fresh, flavorful, and simple. We have the perfect solution at Hungry Howie's, Dough Razor. Your team or school can sell paper pizza certificates that can be redeemed for one medium pizza at participating locations. Hungry Howie's makes it easy. It's just a little mini pizza box, but we make lots of money, lots of dough. Go to doughraiser.com to learn more and sign up. Your next fundraiser comes with flavored crust. Welcome to Hungry Howie's Dough Razor. The Zenith Prep Kickoff Classic returns to Midtown Detroit on the campus of Wayne State University August 24th through the 26th. Log on to DetroitSports.org for more information. Tickets on sale now. You gotta be there. 
Welcome back to Kids Corner here on the State Champs Podcast Network. I'm here with Jeff Dulac. Kids Corner is presented by Hungry Howie's Dough Razor. We're going to continue our discussion on Max Prep's top 16 most dominant Michigan high school football team since 2006. We have two Detroit teams in here, Cast Tech and King. Cast Tech is 8, King is 13. Is that a respectable number there? It's it's funny that you say that because when I first looked at this list, I saw Cast Tech at number 8, and my first thought was, that's ridiculous. That's that's the absolute first thing I thought. And then you kind of look at it and just how, re- how steady these programs ahead of them have been. You look at Cast Tech, maybe I'll move them up to 6 or 7. But when you when you look at it, you know Zealand West, a te- the team right above them has won four titles. Mm-hmm. You know that's just one more than Cast Tech, but that is significant. You know Zealand West won four titles. You know that's a very underrated program first and foremost. That's a program that is always there, and then you kind of oh yeah. Zealand West is back. You know, it's very regular. And what, normally Zealand West when they when they win, they win big. They dominate. They have that system that they run and it's very tough for, you know, high school defenses to figure that out and it's very deceptive. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a that's a credit to John Shilito, mm-hmm. the coach there. And they, they've just got a really good program there. But going back to Cast Tech, they're ranked behind Birmingham Brother Rice. Brother Rice has three titles just like Cast Tech does. Cast Tech has one more appearance in the finals. So it's, you know, it's really, in my opinion, it's very close. And you look at the point totals, um, according to Max Preps, Brother Rice has 208 points, Elon West has 199, and Cast Tech has 193. We talk about this all the time. This could change this year. You know, Cast Tech is one of the favorites to win the Division One title this year. Mm-hmm. My first thought was that's way too low for Cast Tech. And then you kind of do more deep diving, and it makes a lot of sense. I mean, what was your first thought when you saw Cast Tech ranked at, at number eight? I thought it was uh, it was right there, and you know, like like you said earlier with the other teams and their success the years before. Mm-hmm. Tech has been only on the rise since 2010. It's only been in the last six years. Mm-hmm. Maybe when they do this list again in a few years, you might have Tech up there at number one or number two. Right. That, that's a very good point because you saw promising things in 2010, 2011. I believe they won it, and they, they've been building ever since. And I think that's a that's a really good point by you. And it, it, you have to re- remember that this is a decade-long mm-hmm. list. It's not just, oh, how great has Cast Tech been since 2010? You're missing some, some years before that. Mm-hmm. So that's a really good point. And it's like the same here with King. King, 13 is a good number because, you know, they, their state title was in 07 and then in the last two years. But years in between, right? you know, they, they made the playoffs, but they didn't go too far. To a similar extent with Muskegon, you look at, with King, you know, King ran into those Brother Rice teams, you know, uh, that won state titles, and, and there's always that roadblock, and King had strong seasons, but they never quite got there. So 2007 really helped them, and I, I, I think if they don't win in 2007, they're probably not on this list. Mm-hmm. But we're going a decade long, back-to-back titles. You know, again, you first look at King, and you think to yourself, they won back-to-back titles, why aren't they higher? Well, then you look at, like what you said, there is that gap between 2007 and 2015 mm-hmm. that leaves a lot to be desired in terms of a list like this. Mm-hmm. A small school made this list, Ithaca, yep. Yep. a Division Six power, mm-hmm. deservingly to be on this list oh, for what absolutely. they have done in the last six years. Without a doubt, you know, you you look at what Ithaca has done. Um, you know, they were just they were just a handful of wins away from breaking the state record for consecutive wins. Mm-hmm. You know, Monroe St. Mary Catholic Central kind of threw a wrench into that, upset them in the state final. Ithaca went up 
to Division Five last year. I think they're back down to Division Six this year, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. But again, Ithaca had that run that was just, you know, Coach Hesbrook and and the Yellow Jackets. They they had that run that we were all kind of mesmerized by, and, and doing what they were able to do, playing in Division Six. They were they were grabbing national headlines just for how dominant they were, and they are very deserving of being on this list. And, you know, they've had some really good players that have gone on to the next level that we kind of overlook because it is a Division Six team. And Travis Smith won our Mr. Football Award a few years ago. He won our Mr. Football Award, and he was a highly recruited quarterback, and there was a lot of expectations for that team. I know he got banged up in in a state final, I believe. Yeah, in and 2012, he was knocked right. out in the first quarter. That's right. Logan Hetzbrook came in mm-hmm. and won the game for them. Yeah, I think that, that shows you with how well-regarded Travis Travis Smith was to be knocked out, and you're talking about a Division Six school. Not many Division Six schools have that you know go-to quarterback on a, on a year-in, year-out basis. He has to be sidelined. Logan Hesbrook, who played wide receiver, comes in and leads leads the way. That just shows you how dominant and how well-run that program was during those years. And, I, and they're still well-run. Don't get me wrong. You know, they obviously it was a, a little bit of a hiccup, but they. They had to go up to Division Five, which I think was maybe a little bit beyond their means for that year's team, and now they're back in Division Six. And I think you know Coach Hesburgh does a fantastic job with that program. And then you have Clarkson and Dakota mm-hmm. at fifteen and sixteen. Yep. We've always heard about Clarkson, but it's been the last few years right. for them that's gotten them on the map. Yeah, yeah. And you look at with Clarkson, and when they won, it was just kind of like a almost a finally feeling for the city of Clarkston because they, they had come so close in so many different sports, you know, and had just come up just short of that state title. Kurt Richardson has done a great job with that program. They've taken that team pretty far in the playoffs, even though not quite making it, you know, to the mountaintop. I think we all expected it one year, but maybe not the other. But to win back-to-back titles really, in my opinion, cemented that team's legacy, that program's legacy, into being one of these dominant programs. And McComb, Dakota, they won the state title in 2006 and 2007. The Cougars have been good the last 10 years. Yes, they've been very good. And they have not gotten as far as we thought. Mm -hmm. You know, there's been a couple of those teams that, oh, we might see them at Ford Field, but they come up short. But they're still a respectable program. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you look at just how good they were in 2006 and 2007. They beat Rockford and they beat Livonia Stevenson, two very good programs in those years. 38-16 38-16 over Rockford in 06, 41-21 over Stevenson in 07. That's that's very impressive. And then you look at like what you were saying, they've gotten close the last couple of years. I believe in 2015 was a very good chance for that Dakota team to make it to the finals. You know, but right out of their, their own county was, was Romeo. What teams could have been on this list? You know, we were talking about this earlier. A team that I look at was Grand Rapids South Christian. Um, they had a, a stretch of three straight appearances in the finals. They were in the finals from 2012 to 2014. They won it in 2012 and 2014. Uh, they had a quarterback by the name of John Wasink, who I believe went to Western Michigan. Very good player. Those were some really good teams. That w- those were teams that could score some points. Um, if if I had to guess, I would I would assume they they might be in the top 20 mm-hmm. according to Max Preps rankings. We can just speculate right now. Um, but or that, or we could say like the last the last four out or whatever. They yeah, right, yeah. That's that's a good way of putting it. Maybe not surprised, but I would have thought that maybe South Christian would have been you know one of the fringe teams that could have made this list. Teams that we we also talked about too were Ishpeming, yep, in Division Seven, yep, Marine City, and Puama West Philly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are all teams that are that have kind of 
made these little spurts of making it to Ford Field. The thing with Puama Westphalia that kind of helps them is they made it in 2011, didn't win it, went back in 2015, lost to Ishpeming, and then in 2016 they beat Detroit Loyola. And Detroit Loyola is a team that's been at Ford Field quite a bit too. Um, you know, Ishpeming, you know, Jeff Olson's done a great job with that program. Um, and they're they're always there. And, you know, last year I, th- I think they missed the playoffs last year, which is a little surprising. You've got to expect them to come back and, and just return to Ford Field, if not this year, but the next year, the next year or the year after. Out of the top 16, Jeff, mm-hmm. which team you thought it was a little too high? If I had to pick one, it would probably be Rockford. You, you, just because you look at Rockford, they won a state title, they made another appearance. Um, not to take anything away from Rockford because, you know, in the last couple of years they've, made, they've had some highly ranked teams. Uh, you know, the, uh, you know. According to Max, perhaps in 2008 they were they were ranked as highly high as two, in, in according to their rankings. But I look at when I look at Rockford, and I compare it to some of the teams that are just under them. I understand it because West Catholic is a is a smaller school. Muskegon Catholic Central is a smaller school. Ithaca is a smaller school. But those are all teams with at least five titles. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we're talking true dominance, and maybe maybe this is more just speaking to to the Michigan high school football landscape. I don't know if there's, there have been many more dominant teams than the three I just listed off. And again, not to take anything away from Rockford, because they've had some really good teams over the years. And to be honest, I think going into this year, I think Rockford has to be one of the favorites to win it all. Hmm. But you look at West Catholic, they've won, I believe, each of the last five titles. You look at Muskegon Catholic Central, which is just... They can, they could probably win it in six or Division six, they Division really, seven, Division five. They really could, and that's kind of the unfortunate thing, because a lot of people assume that their Division A it's just because they're a small school being up on other small schools. If they could move up, I really think they would compete in Division 7. I really think they would compete with a team like Ithaca in Division 6. I think once you get up past Division 6 and you look at Division 5, maybe that's a little bit beyond their, their means, but they've still dominated, and that's what this list is really about. And if they were in 5, you probably would have saw them against West Catholic right. in the regionals yeah. or the semis. That's a very good point. You, you definitely they wouldn't meet in the finals, that's for sure. You look at Muskegon Catholic Central, Steve Sirwan ha- has not shied away from trying to schedule tougher competition for his team you know that's a team that's proven itself year after year and they've played some some of the division five and six teams and over the play, years and they play country day yeah they played yeah, exactly they played a country day which country day is a division four school so this is still a team that you can't take lightly and, and again we're talking about dominant teams and west catholic muskegon catholic central ithaca those are very dominant teams that maybe should be a little bit higher just just my take on it i think it's a little bit overlooked in in this list is is Lowell. No, Lowell, year in, year out, is a team that is very dominant. I, I'm not saying that they're they're misranked. I'm not saying that they're misranked, but this is a team, they've won a title, and, and year after year after year after year, Noel Dean has this team ready to go, and, the, you know, they are somehow under the radar to a certain extent. We all expect Lowell to, to make noise. Like, I'm expecting Lowell to win the state title this year. But again, you know, this is a team that you look at number three and you kind of think about, and go, oh, yeah, you know, they've, they've made it to Ford Field four times in the past decade. They've won a state title. You look at their ranking year after year after year. In the, in the span that Max Preps laid out for us, they haven't gone unranked. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you have, to, you have to take that into account for. So... Yeah, you, you could a, easily like when I first looked at this, I'm like, you can put CC over Lowell, but you could. But the rankings are there, you know. CC 
the only time they had been unranked was in 06 and 2014. Right. I think it just speaks to the consistency of those programs. Mm. You know, you look at Detroit Catholic Central, and you know, you know they've they've made the finals and they've had some you know tough losses. You know, whether it's to Clarkston or to Cast Tech, but this is still as, as consistent of a program as it, as it really gets. You know, just the, you know, it's that you know smash mouth football that they run. They they still run that wham, but it's it's what's worked for them over the years. Looking at Lowell and Catholic Central, those are two teams. That yeah, only one title in the last, you know, ten years dating back to two thousand six. That doesn't properly explain just how good these programs are. You know, we we see a lot of teams that have a lot of titles. I guess that you kind of swing that back and you look at Rockford, you know, who has only won one title in that stretch. I think the difference between those teams is the state finals appearances. You know, Lowell's been to the finals three times. You know, they almost pulled off the upset in fifteen over King. So now I want to ask you this. Is there a team on this list that you think is, is a little bit overlooked or should be higher maybe in, in your opinion? We just talked moments ago like we could have easily had CC over Lowell. Mm-hmm. I will say East Grand Rapids is overlooked even at five. Just what they have done over the mm-hmm. last 10 years. I know in the last few they have not made it as far. I know they made they made the semifinals a couple years ago, and they lost Orchard Lake St. Mary's in the 20-foot snowstorm <laughs> right. out in Howell. But I think East Grand Rapids could had a good case to be second, third, mm-hmm. or even over Orchard Lake St. Mary's. But looking at it right now, I say East Grand Rapids. Mm-hmm. You can make a case for Ithaca and yep. Grand Rapids West Catholic when I first saw this list last week I was like they got this wrong but really deep diving into this right the, Max Preps did a good job of breaking this all down mm-hmm. and getting the top 16 teams right. over the last t- 10 years yeah when you look at their parameters I think that's the one thing when you look at it, you kind of go well that's not right but you look at their parameters the ones that they set for this list it makes a lot of sense they put a, a lot of weight into into their their football computer rankings mm-hmm. you know that you know that's pretty well weighted you look at like you were talking about East Grand Rapids in 2007 they were the number one ranked team you know that's a hefty 25 points for East Grand Rapids to kind of you know help their rankings because you look you know at 208 points right behind them is Brother Rice uh, so that's that's important so we look at this it's kind of a oh there's no way that this team is the most dominant but when you look at the the parameters and the guidelines that Max Preps had set out for this, it makes a lot of sense. And no, don't get me wrong, nobody's going to properly pick the top any teams of the past decade, five years, whatever you want it to be, because everybody has a difference of op- an opinion. That's why we're doing this podcast, because it's a fun discussion point. Yeah. And Brother Rice, the last couple of years hasn't been the greatest for Rice. Right. They could have been higher up on this list. Oh, they absolutely could have. With that being said, that was you know those were such good Brother Rice teams. I mean, you look at it, that that brother rice team that that fell De La Salle in 2014, you know they if they win a state title there, you know you look at that little aspect. If De La Salle hadn't upset brother rice, these rankings would look a lot different probably, mm-hmm. because De La Salle would have would not have won that title and would have probably dropped off this list. And brother rice could be higher, but with going back to what you said, you have brother rice who who simply. In 2015, 2016, had a little bit of a step back. Mm-hmm. You know, I you know you could tell improvement, especially last year. They improved, mm-hmm. in my opinion, a great deal. 
last year they were not predicted to go to the playoffs. They could have been a five and four. Right. They got in at six and three at the end. They mm-hmm. gave CC a game double overtime last yeah. year. Yeah, and you you can see Brother Rice building back towards it, but I think that's kind of that's the fun of these lists because all of these teams have had steps back. You know, East Grand Rapids obviously had a big step back after the, their stretch of state championships, but it's it kind of for Brother Rice to still be ranked number six shows just how dominant those programs were. You know, leading up to to that 2014 year, you know, which was the the year that they lost uh, De La Salle, shows you a lot of. The consistency. We talk about dominance, and we've said that a lot, but more so than anything, I think it's the consistency. Because if you're if you're not a consistent program, you're not going to be on this list, even if you won a state title or two. Lastly, if they do this list again after the 2020 season, mm-hmm. and they do it from the last 10 years, from 2010 to 2020, who do you think will be number one? Castec. Not to, not to answer that too quickly, <laughs> but this is a program that's that was on the rise, like we had said earlier, starting in 2010 and, and built to back-to-back titles and then won another title. We're in the midst of seeing uh, a dynasty in Division One, and it's so difficult because Cast Tech, you know, they, they run into a lot of good teams. You know, they lost to Romeo a couple of years ago in the final. You know, they meet Catholic Central a lot in the final. That's always a... Co- and they also meet, like, Celine, like, in the regionals right. or, in the se- or in the semifinals. Right. So it's hard to have it to say it definitively, but even look to Cast Tech this year. You know, this is a very talented team that could what that could definitely win win a state title. Um, you know, they could at the end of the season come you know a couple days after Thanksgiving. This could be the team that's winning a second straight state title. So I lean towards Cast Tech because you look at the the number of high high level players that they produce mm-hmm. and the amount of postseason success that they've had. You know, could they? take that next step to, to go to 2020 and win a couple more titles, you know, you're talking about five in the past decade. Yeah. That that says a lot. Is there a team that you particularly particularly point out as that team that could be number one? Well, uh, Cast Tech will be up there as number one. I can see t- like Orchard Lake St. Mary's, mm-hmm. Detroit Catholic Central, Muskegon and Lowell being up there. Added teams to the list, you can, you can say Celine. Celine will be up there. They could they could be a new a new team in the, in this list because that's a team that's been you know knocking on the doorstep for a couple of years really you know they've been really close they made it to a final you know that that could be a team that you know, could be that team like Clarkston that won back to back titles but just couldn't quite get get there and get over the mountaintop and when they do you know they make quite a statement and another team could be like Wall Lake Western it's an interesting one but all you're looking for, for for these teams is that that one moment to get you over the top. You know that's that's what these programs are looking for. Now some of them have already reached the mountaintop. You know, and when I say that, you know, your cat, your Catholic Centrals, your St. Mary's teams that have that have won so many times. You know, those are teams that, in my eyes, are over the mountaintops. You know, those ne- that next tier of teams, I think, is what we're waiting for. And with you know, that's how teams like Clarkston and Dakota and De La Salle and I don't want to say King because they've won three titles, mm. but you know those are teams that that you know finally reached that mountaintop and kind of came back down to earth a little bit, and you kind of wait for you know that next wave of teams to maybe shake things up. Well, thanks a lot, Jeff. My pleasure. And have fun on your vacation this upcoming week. Thank you. I'll I'll be looking for another list that we can debate <laughs> while I'm on vacation. Yes, and that's it for Kids Corner, presented by Hungry Howie's Dough Razor. 
Your next fundraiser comes with flavor crust. Go to doughraiser.com for more details. I'm Jonathan Kidd along with Jeff Dulac. Have a good afternoon. Fundraising should be fresh, flavorful, and simple. We have the perfect solution at Hungry Howie's, Dough Razor. Your team or school can sell paper pizza certificates that can be redeemed for one medium pizza at participating locations. Hungry Howie's makes it easy. It's just a little mini pizza box, but we make lots of money, lots of dough. Go to doughraiser.com to learn more and sign up. Your next fundraiser comes with flavored crust. Welcome to Hungry Howie's Dough Razor. 